Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say with you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say with Everybody and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rahapa podcast. After a one-week hiatus, we are here to talk about season nine, episode eleven, aka the wild card round, aka one of you can make it to the next round, the other two must leave. We're here to talk about that. Should be a good one. We did take a skip last week because they gave us a clip show, and you know, outside of a couple extra new performances. There was nothing new to be added. So we figured let's give it a break. We'll be back next week. We're here. I'm your host, Puya the Coffee Beans and Bikili, ready to break it down once more. And with me, as always, is the lovely Liana the Tea Leaf Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Simmering and steaming like a little tea leaf that I am. Is that a thing? Sure. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to go with that then. All right. Yeah, so we got Matt Singer again. Uh, I f- almost forgot how it felt like for a minute. Yeah, well, I think um, I think having the one week off and then have it also be the recap episode. So I watched it. I watched the recap episode, not the week it aired, but af- like a little bit after the fact. Um, and even then, it didn't feel like a full episode. So it was nice to be back to having someone eliminated, having two people eliminated, and having the person that's going to move on to the quarterfinals. It's weird because it feels like, because we do things in chunks in the Mass Singer, right? It's like group A, group A, group A, group B, group B, group B, group C, C, C. So it was like seeing people that I had we hadn't seen in weeks. And I know we've talked about this with the format them doing it this way that this is one of the potential drawbacks and i definitely felt it here particularly compounded because we had the recap week yeah it's um it's okay so what's gonna happen now is we now have after as of this episode being done we have our um uh what's it called our quarterfinal we have our top four next week the top four will perform one of them goes out we go to top three in two weeks and then after that, we get one person removed. It'll be the final two, and that's the finale. So as of this moment, I believe the finale is going to end up being on the 17th. 
yes. I believe if you do the math correctly, because it's going to be next week is the quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the finals. So yeah, that checks out. Assuming, because they could do like a double episode again also, but I assume not. Because sometimes they've done like two-hour finales, but those are usually two hours on finale day, which would also still put the finale on the 17th. Yeah, so we'll see how it all plays out on the road to there. But first, we got to get through the wild card round here. And as, if you need a reminder of who's in the wild card round, it's Medusa, it's Gargoyle, and Mantis. Two of them are going to get amassed in this episode. One of them is going to make it through. And they really tried to frame this whole episode around these three judges hit the bell. So these are their champions. Did you? I didn't even notice or care. I remembered Mantis was saved by Robin, but beyond that, I was like, these are not your champions. Stop this. Yeah. I mean, I guess like it's their dog in the fight, right? Because they're the ones who saved them. So maybe they have more of a vested interest in them making it further. But it's there weren't four. So it's not mm-hmm. like each of them got a champion. Well, who's the one that didn't? Ken? Ken, yeah, Ken yeah, didn't fine. get one. <laughs> Ken doesn't deserve one. <laughs> yeah, Ken, Ken's uh, privileges have been revoked. His bell exactly. privileges were removed. So <laughs> he's not a, well. Yeah, <laughs> he's not allowed to touch the bell. <laughs> right. So okay, then. So then let's before we jump in. You have watched the clip show. Who were the performers that got an extra extra song in? Well, it was the final three or the. Uh-oh the actual champions, I guess. I don't know. The California role, the macaw and the UFO each got an extra performance. The Medusa gargoyle and the mantis got like some new clues, but it was just a recap of their journey. And there wasn't a new performance from them. I will say the show has made it tough to podcast about this uh, show because the clue packages are just non-existent anymore. You don't get anything new. It's more so the, uh, here's how I felt after the last round. And it's not clues. So I feel like there's a lot less to pick at and talk about. But we'll just dive into Medusa right here to kick things off. As Medusa was our opener for this uh, show. Medusa mentioned that, you know, they thought the California was so good that they knew they were going home. After they got the bell, they felt like an underdog. And, you know, they're used to proving to people that they're worthy to show people that they're worthy. And then there was a link to the sun, a.k.a. Leanne Rhymes. That's really all I got for you on the clue department. Yeah, the I did see the golden record. Well, it, it wasn't a golden record per se, but it was a record with the golden mass trophy on the record. So I don't know if that meant like, oh, I've won, I, ha- I have golden records or I mean, I do think it's a recording artist. So obviously they have records of some type, but I just didn't know if the mask meant anything. And also it was in the background. So I may just be grasping at straws and it actually doesn't matter at all. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, I mean, we'll get more of this in the future. But for now, I don't think it matters all that much. Do you want to talk about the performance here? Yeah, so this was Mercy by Sean Mendez. And, you know, she was the one who we got introduced to the Medusa on episode one. So, you know, she was our, our first winner. She made it all the way to the last group and only lost theoretically to one person. So she beat out five other people 
before she got here. And so this was like kind of a reminder of like, oh, yes, right. She is really good. (laughs) And then it sort of set me back on remembering her journey, um, which even though I did watch the recap episode, it was just like, okay, yeah, let me really pull back out those memories of of seeing her. I feel like she does a lot, um, which, you know, I remember seeing some criticism of her like way back when during group A, but I do feel like she has great stage presence. And I feel like this worked really well with the backup dancers from sort of like being with them to them being on her own. So I thought the staging also looked really good. I thought the staging looked brilliant. I thought that for tonight's theme, it worked to Medusa's favor a lot more than anyone else. I very much enjoyed this performance. I thought easily the best of the night. And we haven't even talked about the other two yet. Um, but I thought her rendition was perfect. I really did enjoy it. And it did remind me that, damn, California Rolls must be really good for Medusa to end up in this spot here. Because, know, my God, right? is she good. Yeah, she's good. I think that... <clears throat> I think she, again, she does a lot, which we, I think I felt a little bit more later, not necessarily with this first performance, but a little bit of over singing sometimes feels a little bit forced, but I still think at the end of the day, she's definitely a recording artist and she's super solid with her vocals. Super. Indeed. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, The judges. So we got an extra bit of clue that was the word alias, which I also thought, oh, the show, Jennifer Garner. I don't think this has anything to do with that because the Medusa mentions at home, I'm known by my name to the world. I'm known as something different, which is okay. So you have a moniker that you go under when you are in the public eye. Mm, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I'm trying to go back right now and look at the previous clue packages. If there was something about that before um, that there was like a, something with a name. Uh, uh, okay. I don't see anything. I don't know where I'm getting that from. Yeah, I listen. This is the big problem with the wild cards coming in so many weeks later. I do not remember anything about the clue packages from Medusa at all. Yeah, I have notes, but my notes are a garbled mess, and I'd have to go back and look at them. Like, huh? Does this <laughs> ring any bells? Because I'll be like, I'll just write gold record. Uh. Uh, uh, Leanne Rhymes, the sun. I, there's no like, in, there's no coherent explanation to the clues for me. I don't do my deep dives on there on the notes. Mm. So, yeah, you like you don't write it down, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we got from her was the so the chess pieces. We saw those twice. The bishop and the knight. Um, something about the song being on the mass singer before, which you do see the judges bring back up in um in this episode uh buckingham palace the true love flaming heart tattoo a picture of chris martin Medusa, the one i thought was fergie yes i think it's fergie you're gonna stick with fergie i have nothing better it's fergie it's fergie time yeah (laughs) are you feeling fergalicious no but i'm feeling fabulous Okay. All right. Well, we'll go with that then. The judges don't necessarily agree with you. Though. I feel like we now that's coming back to me. I feel like you had a guess for Medusa yeah. that was a decent guess, but I don't remember who it was. I know, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> wow, what a fail! <laughs> well, because I think we came up with it on the podcast. All right, I'll go back and listen, and I'm gonna try to figure it out. Okay. Well, we'll find that out in the future. But for now, I think that 
Medusa is incredible. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Medusa is one of our finalists. Same. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. So that was what was interesting about the recap episode um, was that seeing the three new performances, because, you know, before like, be, OK, so because the three champions had come out of the last round in every single group, that means we had only seen one now two performances from them. So it was interesting to go back and kind of like revisit that and see like for me to re rank them almost now after having seen two performances. And I will say that I think that Medusa could beat the UFO based on the performances, the California rolls and the Macaw, I think are super solid, but the, that third spot between the UFO and Medusa, I think it's up for grabs. Hmm. I feel like not nah, to me, Medusa's second right now. I to think whom? then it's, to the California rule. <gasps> oh, that's so interesting because in the performance, the new performances, I would put the macaw, then the California rule. Oh, get out of here with your macaw. Ugh. And I think the California rules are still going to win, but I think based on that, those two performances, I felt better about the macaw than I did initially because I felt like, oh, this is the California rules for sure. They're going to take it. And I still think that in the finals, but I think the macaw has a shot. I think that the macaw is going to be the quote robbed dot no robbed b dot erd of the season. I don't think the macaw makes it to final two. And so? this is coming from someone who hasn't watched the clip show. So it's not like I have the insight of the new performances and I'm going off memory. So yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the good news is that next week we'll get the four performers. And I think that that's going to really be the. Uh, I think that's really going to help to define the end game. If you mm -hmm. can say that there's an end game for the mass singer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the judges, you know, maybe sometimes we don't need to talk about their guesses, but we'll say that Robin went with Kesha, which I do not agree with, but then mm -hmm. Ken went with Susan Boyle and then made a, her real name isn't Susan Boyle. It's Davina Weasley. And I was like, all right, this is, it's jokes like this that remind me this is for kids like we are watching <laughs> this is catered to children obviously it's a it's a family show yeah. but then i thought davina weasley really this is this? but then i thought what? about it do, do you think there's yeah. kids the next day at school being like Haha, did you hear ken say davina weasley last night that was funny you think like elementary school students are gathering around the water cooler to be like so what'd you guys think of last night's mass singer episode Catch the latest MS last night. Yeah, it was good stuff. It's like a sixth <laughs> grader really yeah. acting cool. Like, yeah, I, I, I knew exactly who the the mantis was immediately. You know, I'm I'm just good. I'm different like that. <laughs> yeah, he's a big Lou Diamond Phillips fan. That sixth grader. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a movie buff a seventh yeah. grader. I don't <laughs> His dad lets him watch Longmire. I don't know. <laughs> oh man okay that's funny now i have this like mental image of um like elementary school students but in like an adult like office in, like, setting suits at an office yeah they're like yeah. in suits and there's like a, a literal water cooler and they're standing there with their little paper cups like you know from the office yeah and they're and their suits are too big and the sleeves yeah. are like rolling off the edge yeah right and they're coming in with their little coffees and stuff oh my god <laughs> by the way i tried to put protein powder in my coffee this morning oh what I was like, I, I, that wouldn't this be a great idea? And I Googled it, it, and apparently it's a thing. 
it's a thing. It's a thing that people do. I know, but, the problem but is, is I don't. I don't like the the gains mentality of I need all of these things. So I'm going to just whirl them and put them into one item and then have that have it <laughs> yeah, separate about it. It's like, yeah, but I, I, I can I can drink one thing. You have a shaker and you have a coffee uh, traveling mug so you can put both in your bag and take both with you or hold I'm one and take space together. in my back. I bike. Where am I supposed to hold it? I don't have a cup holder on my bike. I feel like. This is a moment where you should self-evaluate and remove something from your backpack. I don't think the move is to There's you nothing. or you could have had your protein before you went to work and taking your coffee with you to work. Okay, I'll consider that. Or you could have had your taking your protein and then bought a coffee at work. Okay, I'll I'll evaluate my options. I'll think. I'll continue to think about it. In the you meantime, know, if anybody has a good idea of how to dissolve oh yeah, protein I was gonna powder say, into coffee, let me know. <laughs> your entire cadence and tone sounded very much like, okay, get out of here with your BS. I don't care what you have to say. Anyway, if anyone has a solution for this dumb thing that I'm still going to try again anyway, you let me know. Yeah. I'm good. I I am. I am. Gonna was try it like it again. A, Oh my god. Was it a curdled Sorry. mess? No, it wasn't curdled. It just didn't like uh it didn't dissolve properly. So Why I can't you just have it before work? Yeah, I guess I could make it right when I wake up. I know, but I I don't uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll what think about that, some huh? other options if it's if if I can't get it to blend You know, if properly. we get that automatic alarm clock coffee maker, then you can yeah. have your coffee as you wake up. And then you can have your protein to go. Don't you have protein bars? Why did you need protein powder? For gains. Oh. <laughs> what happened to I just having a good a old coffee up. in the morning? I want to do a pull up. I'm also trying to train for this 5K now. It's like a whole thing. Were you, you're doing a pull up at work? <laughs> oh well you know it's like you got to get your nutrition because muscle recovery doesn't happen like while you do the workout it happens after right? everyone so. move aside the bunsen burners liana's gonna do a pull-up in the in the science lab i that's the whole point i can't do a pull-up so i'm trying to learn how to do one i pull up all I, the time oh yeah. Well, yeah what are you about to do pull up I pull up to Dunkin' donuts i pull up to <laughs> i pull up to the corner store <laughs> i pull yeah. up <laughs> all the places yeah okay what were we talking about uh we just finished talking about the medusa and now mm. we're gonna switch over and talk about the gargoyle so all right well let's get stoned nice you know like the Medu medusa she, she looks at you she turns you into stone and then the gargoyle is like made of stone yeah, there's we, a transition, we, there and then the really mantis lover. smokes smokes uh, marijuana. And then the mantis gets. Well, I think he's didn't he get? I thought he got convicted of a DUI or something. I think I do. I don't now. know this stuff. Okay, so Liana, what tell, what can you tell me about the gargoyles clue package? Uh the gargoyles. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, I'm going back and I'm looking at my um mass singer stuff. So, uh. I think I remember who my guess was. I think it's Br Bishop Briggs is my guess. That sounds familiar. Because that was one of the previous. So Rachel Platten, Sarah Bareilles, Andra Day. Why did I come up with these names? Um, but yes, I remember because she was. Um, uh, so first of all, Bishop, right? So the chess piece that fits. 
There was also a clue about London, and she is from the UK. Also, her stage name, this fits with the alias, her stage name is Bishop Briggs, but her birth name is Sarah Grace McLaughlin. McLaughlin, like, you know, like Sean McLaughlin. McLaughlin? I don't know how you say it properly. Anyway, so got a stage name. That's all great. Also, there was the thing about Tokyo. Okay, this is like all coming back to me now. There was like a thing about Tokyo and she like moved to Tokyo for a while. Does any of this ring a bell? Ha ha ha, ring a bell, pun intended. Not intended. I, I told you, it sounds familiar, but yeah. thanks okay. for the redo. You're welcome. Um, and then I guess I can go and try to see what the sun has to do with anything, but maybe like Leanne Rhymes sang one of her songs or something. Cause I was like, Oh no, maybe it's the heart mask that sang her song. Um, anywho. Okay. So gargoyle, super excited to see the gargoyle back until I saw it's really crappy wings. And then I was disappointed again. Cause I was like the costume. So cool. Except for it's stupid, silly wings. They're all like flip flopping all about. They just look really cheap. Anyway. So the gargoyle clue package was that for this episode was never been on a stage like this, but is used to performing in massive venues, which I think a lot of us have been thinking athlete, the judges included. So this is like another sort of, okay, put that one in the old thought noggin. He has a lot of experience, been in squads. We also saw a golden bear as part of the imagery. It was like a I don't think it mattered, but it was like a pool floaty. Uh, but yeah, so Golden Bear. And then from the last time clue package that we got from him previously, it was that um, he was, again, more athlete clues stuck on the sidelines. We saw I Heart LA. Um, there was also Hot Sauce and a Charge Card. So that Which- was sort of the totality of clues. yeah which the la and the charge card i think robin nails the chargers which yes. does help spoiler alert when the gargoyle does get unmasked that ends up being correct so the performance itself love this song it's dj got us falling in love again by usher um the entire time the gargoyle was performing i felt like it was missing something it might have been the energy. It might have mm-hmm. been razzle dazzle. But ultimately, after hearing the battle royale later, my massive diagnosis was that it was lacking oomph. I was not feeling yes. oomph here. As soon as you said that it was missing something, I totally agree with that. It did feel a little bit like it was missing oomph and i think that that has to do probably with the fact that he's not like a professional recording artist so he's clearly a good singer but there's like the difference between your chest breath and your throat breath and like all that kind of stuff and i just felt like this was a good song choice for him but it wasn't a great song choice for him well i feel like and you know not to jump too far ahead into the ending of the episode i felt like unmasked gargoyle sounded incredible Hmm. so maybe something with the costume you think think was so i think the costume could have impacted it a little bit that doesn't make up for again the lack of oomph so that potentially not included but i definitely felt like hmm, a little bit without the mask it sounded better to me i think it was a bop i think the chorus was better than the verses so there were moments that I think went well. I thought it also fit well with the golden backup dancers. I don't know why, but like for some reason, the 
the aesthetics of this performance I thought were fun. But um, but definitely even the way he was kind of like holding his hands, it didn't feel like someone with a like he was comfortable on stage, but didn't have that overt sort of stage presence that maybe some of the other competitors have had. So maybe that was also a little bit of it as well. Right. Yeah. I, again, good performance, but I knew that Medusa is not going to get toppled by the gargoyle here. And I kind of came in knowing that Mantis had no business being here. So at this point yeah. in the episode, I was like, all right, all right, it's Medusa's party. We're all just invited to watch it happen. So that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Still getting athlete was my vibe at the time. <laughs> well, thank but you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, the and then the uh, guess for the extra clue, sorry, for Gargoyle was Ken as Caesar. And then on the back, it was like a coin. And then the back of the coin said pregame, which obviously mm-hmm. an athlete pregame all makes sense. Yeah. All adds up to me. All right, Liana, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about. Oh, wait. Before we take our break, what? What? I heard that like. <sighs> Go on. Um, the one other thing that he said was whether I'm listening to my own track or someone else's. And I just wanted to point that out as part of the clue because I do feel like sometimes we get like, oh, this is very obviously an athlete and they're giving us athlete clues, but then sometimes there's like other stuff to try to like throw you off the track. So I was happy with the judge's interpretation that. They said, oh, well, this is probably an athlete listening to their own track in the pregame. I think they were spot on with that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Break now. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about Mantis. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So the Mantis comes through. They talk about their clue package. They're not known as a singer. I was like, all right, everyone knew that. That's not really a clue. That's a fact. Um, they mentioned a Cinderella story. And then outside of that, I don't really have anything on my notes. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, like out. So he said that he felt like outside of the box for most of his career. 
he never felt like the first choice, not the leading man. There was also the imagery of the baseball diamond. Uh, we got to see that as yes, one of the visual we clues. We understand what that is now. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it did feel like his clue package was particularly lacking. I mean, most of these were. Um, but even within some of the language choices, like for the gargoyle, you know, it talks about like, oh, I've been in squads, which is a clue. Whereas like a lot of the Mantis's clue package was exactly what you said, where it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, underdog kind of story, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. It just it felt gen- too too generic to get anything specific because it was like, well, yeah, we obviously know that this is some kind of an actor or performer. It's not like this helps narrow it down. Right. It doesn't quite do move the needle all that much. I mean, especially for me, knowing that I don't know who the Mantis is. Yeah. Um, the song choice was You Really Got Me by the Kinks. It was fine. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I felt like, I felt like, okay, well, maybe you can tell me this because you felt like the Gargoyle's performance was missing something. What If you compared the Gargoyle to the Mantis, which one do you think did better? I still think the Gargoyle, Gargoyle did better, but on the night, I could see them being a little bit more of a heads up. Um, but I yeah. still thought that Gargoyle is probably the overall better singer of the two if I was looking into all the past stuff as well. Yeah, I think I would. I don't know. I feel like the Mantis is just a natural performer. And when I'm now I'm going back and looking at the previous clue package, like we definitely get that almost won an Emmy for comedy. There's it was like a whole action thing. Also talked about how they're a published author. They've done Shakespeare from Broadway to the silver screen. So they've really sort of been all over the place. And I think in terms of the performance, like stage presence, I think that the Mantis probably brings it a little bit more. They're, you know, more looking up, more, it feels like more engaging with the audience. Um, But there's something about the gargoyle that's just endearing. And I think too, the whole concept of the mass singer is that you could have people that are totally outside of their area of expertise and still come in and be able to perform well in the mass singer. We've seen this with other athletes as well um, or people who are known for their singing and so it just I think there's something in my heart too that might be clouding my ability to judge their performances as I uh, root for the gargoyle here right yeah I thought again it was fine I was not I was not moved by the mantis um, and again I think my bigger gripe with the show is that they Obviously, they went in order of who got saved when, right? Medusa was the first save from the first batch, Gargoyle from the second batch, and then Mantis from the third batch. But I don't think they should have honored that. I think they should have just mixed it. And I think Medusa should have gone last. Because for me, watching the show, and and especially when the format is the same every week, the minute you hear Medusa, Medusa, like the first performer you are immediately going to compare the next performer to, are they going to beat this person? No. Right. right. It, this isn't the old format where it was five performances, one unmasking. where you're like, Oh, are they better than the worst one? This is just, who's the best. And when Medusa bodies the song at the beginning, it's yeah. hard to really care about what's happening with Mantis or Gargoyle. When, once you've decided they're not beating the Medusa. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I think that is tough because then you just sort of have this expectation of like, oh, well, it's a done deal. And because, you know, we hadn't seen some of them in a while going into the episode, I felt like it was more an open playing field until the Medusa sang again. And then I was just like, okay, yeah, it's probably gonna be the Medusa. The Mantis went, okay, yeah, probably gonna be the Medusa until you know, you got to the battle Royale, but even then, like, I didn't think that the gargoyle was necessarily going to win. So it felt, it felt a little bit like a done deal anyway, but also you can just look at their records, you know, their track records in the competition. And I think you could easily pick Medusa as the favorite. It didn't necessarily feel like a completely fair and even battle. Right. Um, <clears throat> so then we get to the votes. Okay. Actually, no, we had the movie Maverick clue that was handed out for the Mantis and the Mantis mentions, I've won awards for my independent spirit, but I've got more movie credits than Ken. So Mm -hmm. movie star, way more credits than Ken. That's the clue. We can see where the judges went in just a second because Mantis does go out, does not make it through the votes. And the final guesses for Mantis were Dennis Quaid from Robin Steve Buscemi from Nicole, Kevin Bacon from Jenny, and then Brendan Fraser from Ken. I didn't think any of them had it. Not that I had it. I just didn't think it was any of the four names they mentioned. Yeah, I I think it's tough because I feel like, again, with someone with such a wide range of things that they've done, it's so tough to narrow it down. I mean, there were some clear immediate ones that were just like, yeah, absolutely not. I think you're dancing around the type of person it could be, but the specifics are off. I mean, as you like Brendan Fraser, like, come on, like, no. I mean, that was Ken's <laughs> guest, so we should never well, take true. that seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So then the unmasking happens. It is Lou Diamond Phillips. Diamond like the baseball. Nailed it. Yep, exactly. And uh, yeah, I thought, you know, Lou Diamond Phillips had good energy up there. Good enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely someone who has been in the biz for such a long time. I mean, you saw the way Robin reacted where he was like, oh, my God, I loved you in La Bamba. Like, I listened to the album over and over again. And, you know, he continued acting. As I mentioned earlier, he was in Longmire, one of my dad's favorite shows, which is why I knew he was in in that. So, you know, he's been acting and performing for such a long time, which totally makes sense because that that i mean that's what we're getting with with a lot of the a lot of the clues so yeah i thought i thought he did a good job he was also i did a quick peek on some other stuff that he's done he did do a celebrity cook off i was looking for dancing with the stars cuz i feel like he would be a great person for <laughs> dancing with the stars and frankly i was shocked that he hadn't competed on dancing with the stars yet i think they should sweep him up that's next season <laughs> oh you think of that yeah they'll get him that's for next coming time. up yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah that was nice that was good but we go into the battle royale next okay the song choice it was centuries by fallout boy mm-hmm. medusa wins it hands down but the gargoyle again i thought was doing a good job but was still missing that oomph i don't know mm. what the oomph is but it just it still felt like you are missing something. Yeah, but again, I think it's because he's not a professional singer, so he doesn't have like those True. years of training to get that like chest voice going. Yeah, no, I think that's a very fair thing to say. Um, but it was never a question. Medusa bodies it. 
Medusa goes maybe too hard on him. <laughs> it's like, stop. Gargoyle's gone. Stop. Stop. Stop hitting all the notes. Stop it. Please stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, again, a bit scream shouty over singing, I think a little bit from Medusa here, but I don't think that, I mean, the mass singer loves that kind of stuff anyway. So it's, that's not going to be a negative, I think, especially when the panel is picking. I think that the gargoyle had my heart, but Medusa had my head. And I do think that the right decision was made. I agree. I agree with that sentiment and that statement 100%. So Medusa wins, meaning Medusa's not getting a mask. That's fine. We move over to the gargoyle. Um, we had quite a few guesses. There was an Anthony Mackie thrown in there, Michael B. Jordan, not Michael Jordan, which I thought. Robin's guess of uh, Joey Bosa from the Chargers made the most sense. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised they didn't all go athlete here. Oh, yeah, that we saw two go actor with Anthony yeah. Mackie and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I it was like, is Robin the only one trying is kind of how it felt. I mean, maybe because they felt like, well, we've gotten snowed over so many other times where they kind of trick us with the clue packages where, you know, they go so far into the athlete thing that maybe it's not going to be an athlete. But to me, it just felt like it screamed athlete. And we had talked about this way back when, when the gargoyle had done their initial performance so all the way back in what week four or whatever it was god it feels so long ago um when uh when it was like screaming again athlete we had the charge (laughs) card which robin gets the chargers but then there's some of the other clues that i think to really help narrow it down so like i had looked up los angeles chargers football players who can sing keenan allen was the first name that popped up he played hot ones which is fits with the hot sauce clue that we saw yes, and then that additionally does that. with the clue that we saw this week with the golden bear he went to berkeley so that felt like, oh, this is like completely obvious. And it was funny because all the judges had listed stuff like that. It was like, oh, the Golden Bear. I thought of Berkeley. You know, oh, we talked about the Chargers. It's got to be someone from the Chargers. And it was like, ah, you guys are so close. Like, did the producers not give you the answer this time? You're right there. You're so, so there. What's the Golden Bears have to do with Berkeley? That's the, their mascot. They're the Berkeley Golden Bears? Well, no, they're not. <laughs> um, so the colors of Berkeley are um, uh, gold. Okay. And like blue. And so they're like the Golden Bears Athletics. Oh, is like I the see. name of, of their athletic team. Okay, cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. So, okay. I mean, it obviously it looks very different than the pool floaty, which is why I don't think that the pool floaty itself was a, the clue there. It was more that it was a yellow bear. And right. So that fits with, with Berkeley. So that anyway, yeah. Sense. And and then um, what else? Hold on. There was something else that I had for him that made sense. Um, but, but yeah, I heard LA again, that fit with the whole charger thing. So yeah. Stuck on the sidelines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it totally fits. Yeah. Good showing by, by Keenan Allen here, who does make it about as close as you can get without being in the finals or the quarterfinals, but you know, unofficial fifth place I think is apt here. Mm -hmm. So we'll take that or Keenan will take that. I I have no say here. Okay. 
which sets us up, Liana, for the quarterfinals next week. That's going to be now Medusa versus Macaw versus California Roll versus UFO. And that means if we look at our draft real quick, you have two, I have one, and the audience slash none of us have Medusa. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think that, I just don't think she's going to win though. So I don't think that that's necessarily a problem. I think that, I think, I think it's between the California rule and the Macaw. Macaw better not win. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's rude. Why? I think the outfit is mid. I think the macaw is fine, but I don't want the macaw to win. I don't want a bird to win. Boo, birds, boo. I see. So you're just out on it on the macaw purely because you're anti-bird. No, I'm not anti-bird. I just think the outfit's not good. Yeah, but you just said boo, birds, boo. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want the macaw to win. That's why. Okay, I see. I mean, has again, a bird won before? No. If the bird's name isn't French hen, the bird does not deserve to win. Those I don't make the rules. I'm sorry. I wonder who the French hen was. I don't know. We'll find out in the future, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if French hen well, gets uh brought back for another season. Um, I'm looking at the winners. We have not had a bird up to season four. So who won season four? Oh, the sun. Uh, yeah, the sun and then the um piglet. Lit, yeah. Uh when did the heart was she six? Queen of Hearts? No, heart was later. Um seven was Firefly. Eight was the Six um, was Queen of Hearts, actually. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Six was Queen of Hearts, seven was Firefly, and eight was the heart. And nine is question mark. Nine is the California role. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah, I okay. So here, so here are the performances that were from the recap episode. So the California rolls did total eclipse of the heart. The macaw did photograph by Ed Sheeran. Oh, and I thought it was by Nickelback. No, not the Nickelback. No, no, no. Um, yeah, and California rolls the Bonnie Tyler. I don't know, just in case there's another total eclipse of the heart that I don't know about. <laughs> but for yeah, Macaw did photograph by Ed Sheeran and the UFO, who I genuinely think is going to be out first out of this group, did scar stargazing by Kygo. So that was like immediate bonus points for the UFO, even though I do genuinely feel like she could be the first one out of the quarterfinals. You know, I look forward to us sitting here next week when we have to talk about the macaws unmasking and you have to eat your words. I don't think that that's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah, maybe the UFO will just do more Kygo songs and then that'll be great. Boo. I hope they Nothing don't. Nothing but Tropical House as far as... Oh, you know what? They should do Tropical House Night on The Mass Singer next they season. They really shouldn't. They really should. Why? Because you're going to be like, all oh, the songs sound the same. You make that joke more than I make that joke. <laughs> so, so you don't even try and make it seem like I'm the hater here. <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to like that sound. So, like, I'm OK that all the songs sound the same. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the same uh, mentality as dubstep, just a lot yeah. less louder and harsher. Yeah, it's like more chill, more vibey, you know, <laughs> a chill dubstep tropical it's house. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like chill dubstep. 
That's what the kids say. That is what the kids say. And I would know because I'm in the top 3% of Tropical House listeners on Spotify. That is the least surprising thing. (laughs) (laughs) My goal is to get to the top 1%. If I like something, by God, I'm going to love it. That's Liana. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly correct. I still deal with like I'll try. I was trying the other day to (laughs) listen to my Spotify and you know how they do personalized playlists based on your music and stuff. And I keep still getting music. That's clearly yours because you were Mm -hmm. using my Spotify three years ago. Yeah. I that's because, but you, I mean that, that happens because I just listen to the same song over and over and over again. So Spotify thinks that three years ago you were really into little mix. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's it's like three three artists pretty much, but because it's like every like it's five songs and each of them have probably a thousand plus plays. It's like right. oh, these are your top songs, like but they're yeah. not though. And it doesn't help that I, on the other hand, am a guy who doesn't listen to a song to completion. Like right. after if the song gets two three minutes in, I'll skip to the next one. So right. like it doesn't count it as opposite. a play. Yeah, yeah. Is there a way you can? manually remove songs from your most listened to i imagine not yeah okay i don't think so (gasps) oh um for a brief second to go back to the mass singer when so the theme so first of all the title of this episode was battle of the saved which i was there a saved by the bell episode title because there should have been and this should have been so stupid that this wasn't the actual name of the episode (laughs) they're so bad for this i want I wonder if it was like a copyright issue or something like that, where they couldn't get the rights to it. Maybe. Potentially. Saved by the Bell would have been so fun. Anyway, so when Nick opens up this episode, maybe this is because we had just watched Survivor the night before, but it looked like Survivor a little bit. They kind of had those plants and there was like fire and bench thing. And I was like, oh my God, it's Survivor. (laughs) And then as the episode continued to go on, I was like, oh, it's like gladiator themed. Because all of the lower thirds were like Roman gladiator kind of thing. So like Nicole's was Love's a Good Toga Party. Jenny's was Cut Her Bangs with a Spear. Ken's was Coliseum Casual. And Robin's was Legendary Roman Tick, like romantic. Romantic, yeah. None of those were particularly clever. Except I didn't know if Jenny's was like shade on her wig being so bad because they really did her dirty with her like shake and go wig. Um, but anyway, so it was gladiator themed, I guess, even though I didn't, I thought <laughs> survivor themed at first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have a, th- we don't, ha- I guess we're no longer having the themes be the name of the episodes. So they're going to be kind of right. like in the background, but not as clear, even though it's clearly after a theme. Cause I forgot about the fact that there were, this was a theme because all I could think of was, well, Medusa, yeah, the the Greek Roman stuff like that kind of makes sense for Medusa. I didn't yeah. think beyond the fact that, oh, yeah, those same costumes stuck around for everyone else. <laughs> like, well, well, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, now because they're doing the same costumes for all of the performances, which fits with the theme night sort of. Right. So it's like, oh, it's television night and they're all dressed like giant televisions. OK, mm-hmm. that makes sense for the backup dancers. but. For So maybe that's why they kind of like justified keeping it. But I'm not going to lie. And I keep meaning to mention this, that I would love if they could do individual costumes again for the different performances, because I just feel like it makes it feel more special. But it's more work. 
Oh, well, yeah, no, I mean, I do understand that's more work. And we did rag on them a little bit for some of the cheapo <laughs> depot costumes that they've been doing in, in like Macaw. season like three and four. No, 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 not the costumes of the performers, but the costumes of the backup dancers. Oh, so, I see. Because that's what I'm saying. Like the backup dancers are all the same costume for all of the performances. Mm-hmm. And I would really love if they could change that back to the way that it was before, where there were unique costumes for each of the performances. I just feel like that would make it a little bit more special, but I also understand for budgetary reasons why they probably don't do that. But still. so the episode description for this episode says the three quotes saved by the bell singers, Mantis Gargoyle and Medusa compete for their spot. So I think it was a copyright issue because they clearly yeah. had no problem putting it in the description. Here's the thing I learned about mm-hmm. next week's theme. This might give you a bit of indicator what's going to happen. The final mm-hmm. four compete for a spot in the coveted semifinals performing Mm -hmm. British invasion themed songs. What? Yeah. Okay. So they are sort of, sort of sticking with the themes. I wonder then if the semifinals is going to be, I think they're all going to be themed all the way to the end. I do. I don't think they're going to, maybe the finals they don't, but I think until then we're going to get a theme of some sort. Yeah. I think they can kind of stretch it, though, to kind of make whatever song they want fit. Because what I don't want to happen is I don't want the performers to feel pigeonholed. Sorry to mention birds again. Um, into no like a birds. T- <laughs> Why are you worried that Omer is listening? I don't care if he okay. listens. Okay. <laughs> then change my uh, love. I'm just saying I don't hate birds. So I just don't like when I get misrepresented. Like okay, when you were like, that. oh, tropical house, all the same thing. No, you say that. Don't put it in yeah. my mouth. No, I know, but I said that they're all the same. I'll put this in my mouth. I don't think the macaw should win. That's what I'll say. Yeah, we we know. <laughs> we know. We know. I feel Anywho. like now that I've figured out or I think I know who it is after we talked about it like three minutes after that episode with the macaw. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think the macaw could do decent and probably will do decent. But now I'm like, well, that's my stance. I got to hold it. I got to firm my decision. Sure. Yeah. Like uh, you can't go back on that. I mean, I got to root against somebody, right? <laughs> I got to yeah, pick, well, a, also, pick I mean, someone. It makes sense, right? Because you have, I think that the Macaw is probably the the other challenger to the California role. So I think Macaw's your champion versus Medusa versus my champion. Right. It's yes. UF and the two. UFO is also there. The UFO <laughs> is there and, and yeah. singing Kygo. So, <laughs> yes, that's my champion. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, is that I don't want the contestants to get pigeonholed for the quarterfinals. Uh, But I again, I think like if they're doing British Invasion, I think that there's a lot within that that they can pick from. So hopefully that doesn't limit anybody to a point where it's like, oh, I can't do the song I want to do. But also they're all such talented singers at this point that it's not like song choice super like it's not like they're not going to be able to perform it well. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for this end game. It should be fun. We, you know, jokes aside, we do have some legitimate contenders. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll see who makes it out of next week and who gets unmasked. But Liana, for now, we're done with this episode. You want to let the people know where can they find you? What else do you have going on and all the things in between? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. We are chugging along with the Survivor season. Uh, The aforementioned Omer was our guest last week, and now we're sticking with the O's and going to Owen from season 43 for our guest this week. And we're going to play a really fun game that Owen 
<laughs> sent us a video last season of him playing along. <laughs> so I'm really curious to see how he does against Mike uh, because I did very poorly in the game. So this time I got to, to put it together. So we'll see how that goes. And then we'll be back for Drag Race All-Stars. They're putting out now all the promos and stuff that are going out, um, but that's going to be in a couple weeks in mid-May. So you get a little bit of break and then Mass Singer is going to be coming to a close very soon. So you yep. get, it's kind of like um, you got that one podcast less. And then by this time next month, you will have one podcast less again. Yeah. I think they overlap by like one week or something like that. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, um, so for me, you can find me on Twitter at Puya. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I am there when I'm not here. So you can find me there. Say hi. I would appreciate it. And as far as my podcasting goes, I had Chappelle on with me this week to talk about 90 Day Fiance. That show never ends. So I will always have that podcast ready to go on a weekly basis. And then aside from that, the aforementioned Chappelle and I talked about the penultimate episode of Bel Air. The finale is dropping this week. We are going to be trying to talk about it the minute the finale is done. So it'll be a quick turnaround. But then I'm done the Bel Air podcast, which is wild to think about. So then I'm a podcast down. And then Big Brother is also coming to a close in, what, two, three short weeks here? So I'll be involved with that until that's done. But then once that's done, then Mass Singer's done. I just have 90 day left and I don't know what to do with myself. Let's see. Uh, when does, well, yeah, I guess Big Brother US doesn't start until late, like June, June or July. So well, no, it does not start in July. Yeah, didn't it start like one time at the beginning of July? When was this one time? Right at the beginning. You know, that one time. The one time in the pandemic? Yeah, that one time, maybe. <laughs> I feel like June is the, the yeah. like mid-June, mid -June. late June. I always forget when in the year it starts. Yeah. June, I, June. I just Let's know that we usually get like a month-ish <laughs> off in between the Canadian and the U.S. version. Right. And there's always a little bit of time, too, between Survivor and Big Brother US, I feel like, too. So, like, it doesn't I mean, start up immediately. But No, no, anyway. we get like a month. So that's like a month hiatus until everything goes. Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you had fun with us, <laughs> both the mass Singer content and the non mass Singer content. Uh, quick update. The uh, McDonald's Happy Meals are now over. And Liana and I have a total of 22 yes! of the plushies. But... 20 of them are Miss Teddy and two of them are the alien. So that's what we're no, ending our tally with. The, the uh, prince. We have the oh, prince. the prince. Sorry. Yes. Not the alien. Yeah. We have Cheyenne Jackson. Yay. Prince. <laughs> Yay. Miss Teddy. Yay. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll unmask you next week, but until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and this with you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and this With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.